We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Those games that they won, they were down by double digits late into the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Those guys kept fighting. So I don't think we can underestimate uh, and estimate Toronto. Given the best. Oh, no. I think we lost uh, Drew, but he makes a good point. I, I think that uh, that type of – I mean, you're going to get corny here, Sam, but that type of heart, that type of grittiness, you know, from the Toronto Raptors, you don't see. You didn't see when DeMar DeRozan was on the team, right? You definitely didn't see that back then against LeBron. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about DeMar DeRozan. I'm just all like <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, it's not the same level of team. Uh, I do think teams – tend to take on the identity of their best player. Um, for example, the Warriors play a very specific way when KD's out and Steph's there. They kind of take on Steph's infectious energy and kind of playing fast, a little loose. The downside is sometimes a little out of control, but they take on kind of Steph's identity that way. I think you could say the same thing for Toronto. They've truly taken on Kawhi's identity. I mean, you can say a lot of things about Kawhi's game, but that's not a guy who gets shook or afraid in the moment. That's not a guy who uh, freezes up. I mean, he he plays basketball. He he comes across like he is confident in his abilities versus anyone, and there's no fear there. And I think that's done wonders for that team. You know what else has done wonders for the Raptors in terms of getting rid of all those postseason demons? Bringing in four new starters. <laughs> uh, that's always why I kind of laughed at the Raptors, you know, and their postseason woes. I'm like, last year they started DeRozan, um, Damari Carroll, uh, Ibaka. Ibaka's now bench player. Jonas um, Valanciunas. Valanciunas. I mean, it's like there's nothing to compare. This is like me pulling up uh, Curry's rookie lineup and being like, oh, those Warriors, you know, it's not the same team. Well, you know, here's the other thing to wreck to that, that question from Drew or that comment from Drew. You go down 15 in the third or fourth quarter against the Sixers or against the Bucks. Yeah, you can fight back and win that game. You go down 15 against the Warriors in the fourth quarter of NBA Finals game? Yeah, I don't think you can rely on that. I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think that's something. You can be, you can be proud of that, but I don't think that's something you want to rely on. That's not something that, hey, Kawhi Leonard is going to bring us back every time. Because you look on the other side of the floor – the Warriors have two closers in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson when he gets hot. They've got two guys that can end the game quicker than you can, I don't know, hedge a pick and roll, right? And so, yeah, that's great that you were able to outgrit, you know, Giannis, who has never been there before, or outplay, you know, Joel Embiid on one knee. But it's a different game against the Warriors, man. Like, that's not a team that you want to go down that big against and think you can just come back because, you know, you've got Kawhi Leonard. The Warriors have a guy that's just as good as him, if not better. If you want to join the show, call in 888-957-9570 or text into the Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. Uh, we have Logan Murdoch from NBC Sportsnet joining us in a few minutes. We got a text line too, by the way, 650. Um, we got a few minutes before we go to break, so let's talk about this, Sam. 
Is uh, Joey Crawford working the finals? <laughs> Joey Crawford retired three years ago, guys. Uh, still my favorite ref of all time, though. Uh, he would have put on a show. Uh, no, but the, the text I was going for was Steve Kerr versus Nick Nurse. Because I'm seeing a lot of Nick Nurse love. And a lot of people that don't think that Steve Kerr can coach. Or that he might not be a are, much are better you, coach are you than just, Nick Nurse. Are you just punching at straw men right now? Hey, whatever I need to do for content, Sam. That's what I do. <laughs> okay, but do you, do you think it is a coaching mismatch? Or do you think it might not matter that much? Um... Because I, here, I think it's not going to matter that much hmm. uh, in terms of – I don't know how many – well, let me put it this way. I don't know how many wrinkles Nick Nurse truly has at his disposal. Uh, we know he's going to play about eight guys. Um, and on the Warriors' side, they don't have that many guys left either. I think it's really just coming down to execution at this point. Uh, neither team has deep rosters where coaches can kind of mix – you know. Um, mix and match depending on who's available. It's going to be a lot of, you know, we're going to run the Steph Draymond pick and roll. We're going to put the ball in Kawhi's hands. Well, I I do think people think this way because Budenhoser kind of messed that series up. I think Bud, by by getting cute and thinking that he could rest Giannis, a guy that's, by the way, probably the most athletic and... Have you ever seen Giannis get tired? Nope. Nope. He should have played 48 minutes. You you lose and you go home and he played what forty two forty one like he's not Steph Curry right he can and play even, forty we should minutes. note this when the that Warriors was in game four Warriors beating Portland Steph didn't come out of the game in the second half yep, yep. so we know Steve I mean everyone will always go yep. back to two thousand sixteen game seven where Steve got too cute with it I think Steve's learned his lesson from then yep uh, he may get cute in game one and game two actually I would encourage him. To kind of see what he has on the bench, maybe not extended minutes. You don't need to give Quinn Cook six to seven minutes in a row, <laughs> but it might be worth giving everyone a couple minutes to see who's feeling it because it's going to be a long series. We don't know how long KD is going to be out or if he's going to come back. They're going to need some sort of contribution beyond the core guys. Yeah, and I think Kerr showed a lot of urgency and then also had a great feel of the moment and feel of the series in terms of what to do against Houston. He had to play it short and he only loosened up the bench when he had to, because he had no choice in game six. And I thought that was the perfect move. And then against Portland won the first two games and then started Damian Jones. Didn't work out, but he was able to was understand that. Two minutes? That, yeah, three minutes? Yeah, I got fouled to 3,000, three minutes or something. But he was able to understand that, right? And from there, he still played his lineups and got guys fresh because the Warriors won in crunch time every single time. Yeah. All right. Um, we are. We got Logan Murdoch of NBC Sportsnet coming up after the break. What are we going to ask him? We're going to ask him about DeMarcus Cousins. We should have done that with uh, with Ben Gulliver because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I teased it last time about DeMarcus Cousins. We never even got around to it. So let me try it again. All right. We got Logan Mur- Murdoch coming back. NBC. We're going to ask him, can DeMarcus Cousins even play in the NBA Finals? <laughs>
Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Are, the, are these a little too grimy for you, Andy? Yeah, this is a little little too much for me. I'm more on the like uh, the bass, you know, hit the bass, a little bit of a song. Kind of like a, maybe a griffin or something like that. Anyway, Warriors None of this War, means anything. To me. Doesn't mean anything to Sam. He's trying to keep up, though. Every week we run this <laughs> same shtick back. Warriors World Radio, Andy Liu, Sam Esfendiari. It's been a great show so far. We had Ben Golliver from the Washington Post on earlier. He predicted the Warriors in six, even if KD doesn't play the series at all. So... Um, now we're, we're going to get a Warriors expert on now. Um, we've got Logan Murdoch, uh, from NBC rising star. Yeah. Rising star. I think Marcus Thompson always says rising star. Um, next big thing, Logan, sir, how are you doing? What's popping, man? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on, man. How's it? Uh, how's it going? Are you in, are you going to be in Toronto? I will be in Toronto, man. I, I, I got my Drake list. Great playlist ready, bro. Like I got all the album cuts. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready. So who um so who on the Bay Area side is going to be the person who starts a beef with Drake? Because it's gonna happen in the finals. Oh, we had a whole other thing. It's gonna be Bonte Hill for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be Bonte Hill. Bonte's just gonna do something stupid. Like he's prone to do. He's gonna probably like bump into him or something. Like it's gonna be real it's gonna be real light skinned beef. So I I got my money on Bonte to do something stupid. <laughs> Please cut that off. We we can't comment on that, okay? From an Asian okay. person and a Persian person, so no comment right. from us. Right. <laughs> but, no, no, this is between me and Bonte. <laughs> I love that. Because um, I've I never been to Toronto, and that, I think that's one of the places, if you're Kawhi Leonard, you're like, why would I leave in the summer, right? That's what I've heard. I mean, maybe in right. December, I guess you're all depressed about it, but, you know, in June, oh. NBA Finals, you know, maybe you're the best oh. player in the world. What, what, where are you going to go, Logan? It's the best I place in the world. I mean... I don't know. I've never been in Toronto. I've heard great things about it. I've been researching it heavy. I don't know. Man. We'll see. Like I've heard nothing but great things about Toronto. I don't know why. I'm like really juiced to go. So we'll see. I know uh, what Mech. He always goes to for OVO Fest. So well, he says it's, he says it's always it's a blast. So hopefully it'll be a, it'll be a good time. Shout out Yo Mech, by the way, legend. We'll have to get Mech to send you the uh, the primer of places to hit up. <laughs> Facts. No, yeah, we've been we've been chatting. He's got, he got, we got to tap in. And we got to tell people here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this series. So, I guess the the first thing Warrior fans want to know is the Warriors been super secretive about uh, Katie's health. Are you? Do you have any read on? It doesn't sound like he's going to play in the first couple games. Do you have any read if we're going to see him this series or when we're going to get him back? Uh, to be honest, I don't know, man. I think that the the most telling sign is that DeMarcus is on pace to come back before Kevin does. And that that Steve Kerr just said that it's worse than we thought it was going to be. It was supposed to be, like we thought, maybe a week, week and a half. Um, if the Warriors sweep, then, you know, just keep him out. But I, the fact that he's going to be out at least at least the first game, you know, at least the first game, that's telling, especially after a nine-game, nine-day break. So I think it, we'll see what happens. It's really tough right now to gauge, you know, just with how the Warriors have been and, you know, just the how severe this injury seems to be. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Ugh, not great. By the way, from the text line, somebody said from the 415, Logan is the only guy who can go from stylish suits to Ben Davis. I'll let you, you will tell know me what, what that means. Yeah. Uh, ben Davis shirt. Shout out Ben Davis, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love that. So fans everywhere. Well, okay, so I'm interested about DeMarcus Cousins now because I've been teasing it and not talking about it. But mm-hmm. do you think he's someone – well, first of all, do you think that Steve Hurst is going to start him? And second of all, is he someone that you think can stay on the court this series? Um, I think that's remains to see. It remains to be seen on both fronts, right? I mean, I think that when DeMarcus um, has played, he's been – going all out on defense. He may not have been the best defender, but he's been playing, you know, really well considering that he's coming off a torn Achilles, right? So I think that he can play on the floor if he can, you know, kind of find that defensive effort that he did, you know, while he was playing and can, you know, give him an offensive boost. But, I mean, he's coming off a torn quad after a torn Achilles. Like, this is really – it's going to be really hard for him. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. As far as Steve Kerr starting him, I think uh, Anthony Slater asked him point blank, are you going to start Marcus? And he said he didn't know. He didn't really give an answer. So and we'll see what happens on both fronts. On the Toronto side, Kawhi's playing probably as well as anyone in the playoffs. What I'm curious about is uh, we, we know what the, the Warrior players think about other kind of superstars. You know, they've played James Harden feels like a hundred times over the last five years we've got we've kind of got impression of how they feel about him how they feel about playing with him I don't really just because Kawhi's been out and he's now in the east do you get any impression do the Warriors view him as kind of one of the best guys in the league or a huge challenge or they see him more as someone they can contain well I mean they see him as you know a big challenge remember this is a guy that almost single-handedly beat them two years ago in game one of the conference finals before, you know, obviously he had his ankle hurt. And so he has much respect from the Warriors. Um, he's one of the best. He's probably a top five player in the league, and that's um, not even hyperbole to say. I think that the Warriors have an immense respect for him. And like I said, he almost, I don't know if they would have won the series, the Spurs would have won the series, but he definitely put a scare to the Warriors before he got hurt. And that was with Kevin Durant on the team. So I think that he's definitely earned his respect. He has respect from the Warriors uh, staff and staff, record label, crew, all of that. And I think that that will show in the first few games. All right, so we got Logan Murdoch here from NBC Sports. Okay, so Logan, the you're you're with the players every game during the season. You know the last couple seasons how the Warriors can get pretty disrespectful of their opponents. I mean, they're just confident, <laughs> but you know they're like, hey, you know, we're not worried about Houston. You know, with the Cavs, it's almost like Warriors Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's where Warriors Twitter gets it from, and I think yeah. kind of the leader of that is Draymond Green. So tell us how I mean as much as you can how the Warriors feel about this Toronto team because I, I haven't heard anything about them being super confident about it. So I am curious, you know, how Draymond's feeling about it, how Steph, how Clay, how these guys are feeling about this Kawhi-led Toronto team. I think that they, you know, they obviously have a necessary respect for both teams, especially, um, you know, if, whether it was Milwaukee or Toronto, because, you know, they have, I mean, Toronto has beaten them twice. One, you know, with Kevin having a good game, and, you know, losing in overtime. But also they beat, came up in Oregon and beat them without Kawhi and beat them pretty bad. And so they definitely have respect for this uh, Raptors team. And another thing that they, they have going against them is this is the first time during their run that they're not going to start off with a home court advantage. So, you know, there's an immense re- uh, respect for this team that they're playing against. And um, you know, we'll see what happens. It's definitely unique territory for the Warriors. All right. So we know Kawhi is kind of the linchpin, the best player on that team. Who on the Raptors needs to step up? For them to beat the Warriors, like who needs to be the second best player? The player really asserts himself against the Warriors for them to to pull it off. Um, I think 
I think I would say Kyle Lowry because, you know, we all know about his postseason uh, disappointments, but Duke can ball. So if he gets on, that could that could spell trouble for the uh, for the Warriors. So if he's going, if Siakam keeps playing really well as, well, as he's been playing, you know, the, the Raptors could be dangerous, man. I mean, you know, it was rocking up in uh, up in Toronto for Game Six, and you know, if Lowry can can find his game and play, you know, regular season Kyle Lowry, if we find him, then man, it's 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 going to be an interesting series. So I'm curious about this, Logan, because you know Kevin Durant, he was the best player on earth. That's what everyone is saying. I, I think he was pretty happy, right? He's pretty happy about that. I think the Warriors were winning, and all of a sudden, he gets hurt, and now it's well, Steph Curry could have done this if he had the ball in his hands, and do the Warriors need KD? You know, all of this stuff that everybody's always you know kind of just saying and, and getting you know radio talk shows out of, right? Well. Yeah. It's the NBA Finals now, and KD's out. And what's the what's this series mean for both both Steph and KD? Because at this point, <laughs> you saw that pro you know, you saw that um, what's that press conference that KD had the other day, and he was just saying, "I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna stay off social social media. This is me. This is who I am. Uh, I'm KD. I'm on Twitter." Um, but yeah. so what? What's their what's their thought process going into it? I guess from a Kevin Durant perspective, because it seems like a lose lose situation at this point. I mean, every time I ask anyone from the, you know, the Warriors staff, they're like, or staff and players, they they believe they need Kevin Durant. Um, you know, because I remember talking to Draymond in particular. He said, we're really, really good when we don't have Kevin. We're great when we do have Kevin. And I think that's the biggest, that's the mindset of this whole team. Yeah, they can win when they have the burden on um, on Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond, but yeah. – when they when they have you know when they have Kevin, they're in a historically amazing team, and I think that everybody recognizes that, and everybody wants you know Kevin to come back. Damn! Oh, sorry, <laughs> but Draymond said that, huh? <laughs> After what Draymond did, no. But I think the Warriors have made it a point. <laughs> yeah, out of pocket. <laughs> I think the Warriors have made it a point um, to kind of make KD feel like he's a part of the team. KD had that interesting sentence where he was like, "Well, it's not they, it's we. You know, it's mm-hmm. us." You know, we're together as a team, and um, I, I agree with you. I, I think they do need KD to win this series. But all right, so what do you think? What do you think is going to be the outcome? What's your prediction um, for, for the Warriors and Raptors? Y'all put me on the spot, man. Um, we're going to hold I, you to this. We're going to run this back if you're wrong. Oh God, um, I got I got Warriors in six. I think Ben Gallagher had Warriors in six too, right? Yeah. If I don't, I have Warriors in six. And I know Warriors world. I know y'all gonna run this back. I know you guys. You know, follow y'all for <laughs> we gonna cut this up. Yeah, don't worry, Logan. We got uh, you. <laughs> I mean, all right. You know what I mean? It's good. But yeah, I'm gonna go Warriors in six. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for joining us, Logan. Logan <laughs> Murdoch, NBC Bay Area. Have fun uh, in Toronto, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Thanks for having me. Take care, bro. Uh, well, Carl uh, from behind the door said that was allowed, Sam. So you know, I'm good. Yeah. Turns out I can say it. You're always pushing the line here. You're like... Uh, Mr. Producer! <laughs> you're like a certain politician seeing what you can get away with. Uh, no names. I'm like Draymond Green. You know, you get you know with the limit of technicals. I get Wrong. right right to the top. Wow, that was great. <laughs> get right to the top, and then I'm not ever going to get... You know, I'm never. I'm not ever going to get uh, suspended. Never going to go over that line. Fanboy! <laughs> um, yeah... So so that's two Warrior and six predictions. That's kind of where I'm sitting, too. By the way, Sam, somebody texted us a YouTube link. What am I supposed to do with a YouTube link? 
Um, so, okay, so that's your prediction. You think the Warriors are going in six. Uh, I think I agree. I think mostly for the sentimental factor where they can win game uh, six at home, last game at Oracle, literally no better way to send off this dynasty and this franchise than winning a championship on your home floor to cap off a three-peat. Yeah, definitely. By the way, the video, they, the YouTube video they sent us was the Bohemian Dub City song. Did you hear that one, Andy? I don't. I don't. Should, I, should I play it back? Please, no. Uh, maybe we'll play it back later in the show. <laughs> not a dubstep person. But no, 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 it's not that. It's a, it's a Warriors remix of Bohemian ah, Rhapsody, the Queen song. Ah. Um, if you want to join the show, call in 888-957-9570 and text into the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. We got a call on line one. Daniel from Danville. Daniel wants to talk Kawhi in the finals. Daniel, what's going on? Yeah, uh, this is looking to the future for sure, but um, I'm just wondering because with Durant in question for the finals and in the off season, along with Kawhi, I'm just wondering, I haven't heard any national talk about Kawhi potentially coming to the Warriors next year. The only person I saw mention it was Greg Papa, and he described it as a perfect fit. He's an elite defender. He has a bit of an ISO game, but he also distributes the ball quite well. I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were on that. Thank you, Daniel. Um, the issue isn't big Danville vibes, by the way. From that the, call. the issue isn't if the Warriors uh, would like to have a Kawhi Leonard if KD was to leave. It's that there's no way to do it with the salary cap. The Warriors will be over the salary cap. Uh, the NBA works if you have a guy's bird rights, so they've been on your team three years or more, you can go over the cap to retain them. But you can't go over the cap just to sign new guys. Kawhi's going to get a max contract. I mean, I guess if Kawhi wants to take a veteran's minimum, he can come to the Warriors, but it just doesn't seem like a uh, a likely scenario. I don't know, Andy. You the, got any source on that the one? The 8.30 p.m. hour of Warriors Radio with Andy Liu and Sam Fendiari, where it's Cap Space Sam. Coming to you with all the cap machinations and all the specifics about the cap space in the NBA. No, I, you're right. You're exactly right. I don't think it's feasibly possible. Um, I also don't think Kawhi wants to be in the Bay Area. I think Kawhi wants his own team, and he wants to be in a place where he can get marketed, and I don't think that's Toronto. I mean, Kawhi's on that short list of players like a Durant, like a Steph Curry, like a LeBron James, where uh, all 30 teams want him. There's no one who's going... There's no team who's going there going, no, no, Kawhi. We got, uh, we got Karis LeVert at small forward. We're good. We don't need you. you know? Of all the players you own with Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, by the way, who almost turned his foot sideways. This good year. player. Really good player. Came back. Not was Kawhi really, Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you went with Karis LeVert. No mercy, man. The guy was out for half the I was, season. I was trying to think of the first not, you know, small forward I could think of. Jalen Brown, maybe? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do think this does open up the conversation. You know, we're, we've got about, you know, 23 minutes left of the show, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Sam. Malika Andrews of ESPN yesterday, about two seconds after the game ended, after the Raptors um, eliminated the Bucks, said that Giannis could be, could be thinking about being on his way out of Milwaukee, depending on how next year's NBA playoffs go. Your thoughts? 
I mean, are we covering basketball or is this uh, the Bravo after show? I don't know, man. Not uh, interesting to you? No, it is. Um, I think this is just kind of the new normal with the NBA. Yeah. Uh, every guy, unless they're in a perfect spot and openly content in their scenario, like a Steph Curry right now, like um, James Harden in Houston, you know, he signed long term. Yeah. He's shown no inclination of wanting to leave his situation. Everyone's kind of, uh, you know, uh, open to new situations. And in Giannis's case, I mean, we saw that's a good Milwaukee team. That's not a great Milwaukee yeah. team. Yeah. And they pay Middleton this summer. Yep. They paid Bledsoe in February. They extended him. Uh, and I don't know if those guys are good enough to Correct. get him over the top. Giannis will get better next year. He's only 24. Uh, but do they have enough around him to compete for titles? Or are they going to be one of those teams who's kind of sitting on the cusp? It's hard to say. Yeah, and, and if it doesn't go well, you know, if you've got players that can't play in the postseason and he has another stumble next season, it doesn't. It becomes a, hey, maybe I can find greener pasture somewhere. Uh, and maybe Kevin Durant's not going to be in Golden State and maybe Golden State's going to have a room at small forward. You know, uh, yeah, good thing he's not a small forward. <laughs> but, um, but the point stands. Giannis is also on that short list of, of if he wants to come to your team, you look at ways to make it happen. Yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting year and a half for them because well, uh, they they took a huge step this year. Uh, makes you wonder: what if the Warriors never won a title? What if the Warriors were the Bucks and they kind of stalled out in the Western Conference? Would Steph be looking in 2017? Wow, we are down the rabbit hole, huh? Guys? I mean, I mean, I think this is just the new normal. I think this is how it's going to go for everyone. I don't know who the next guy <laughs> after Giannis is, but it's it's going to be that way. Yeah, I think. And we could even go a higher level here, but I, that's the problem with the draft, right? And I think that's the problem in a league where you draft and there's only a, a finite amount of players on a roster. It's not like the NFL where you have you know 5,000 people on a roster and you can cut people mid-contract. Uh, in the NBA, you get drafted on a team and you're almost forced to play with that team for seven years, which is pretty unfair, I would think, because if Giannis was coming into the NBA, would he even choose Milwaukee? I don't think so, right? I don't think that would have been his first choice. At the same time, when Giannis came in, he was an extremely raw player, and yep. I mean they did help develop him. Um, it's just you have to look at it. His contract—he signed a four-year contract. It's up in a year and a half. We'll see where he lands after that, right? Yeah, that's that's a, it's going to be a fun topic when it gets there. But for now, uh, the Warriors have the Raptors for their fifth straight NBA Finals. First team to do that since the '60s Celtics. Sixty Celtics did that when there was like between eight to ten teams in the league. Did you watch those games, Sam? Yes. Uh, I think that's a great point. Eight to ten teams in the league. I mean, it's really impressive to do it no matter how big the league is, but to do it in a 30-team league with free agency, with guys leaving every two to three years, with, I mean, this Toronto team, it has four different starters than it had the year before. Everyone's turning rosters over so fast now to to go five straight years in a row. And by the way, the Warriors have turned their roster over. The first year they went to the finals, um, Harrison Barnes was the starting small forward. Most Spates and Leandro Barbosa were key bench players. Now we got Alfonso McKinney. You know, obviously Kevin Durant came. I don't think they go to five straight if Durant doesn't come. Um it's just a testament to this team overall that they can do that going for three, going for four and five years. Uh, I don't know that we'll see a team do this again. That's, that's the last point I wanted to hit. 
in terms of seeing a team like this, the peak of this team, the San Antonio Spurs were consistently great. Yeah, right? I no, they were consistently good. For Tim Duncan's career, they won 50 games every year. That's really impressive. You know how many finals they won in his 19 or 18 year career? 5. They made it to or sorry, they they won f- No, they won 5. Yeah. They made it to 6 finals total in that entire span. And I think the part for other teams or other fans and media is that you start to believe that it's easy the way that the Warriors are doing it. Right. You start to believe that the Warriors are meant to win every title, every series. Let's not forget that they were down 3-1 to the Thunder. They were down 2-1 twice to Memphis and Cleveland in the first year. They were down 3-2 to the the Houston Houston Rockets. So... Not, it hasn't been easy. I think when they win the series, which they've won more often than not, people start to think, well, this was going to happen anyway. It's not that impressive. They're the Warriors. But they've gone through, and I think this season, more often than not, off the court, Sam, they've gone through a lot more uh, than really any other team. Yeah, I mean, there was a whole uh, bust up with Draymond and KD where uh, Draymond flew off the handle there a little bit. And obviously the the kind of backdrop of yep. free agency, yep. I mean, that could have pulled the team apart. A lot of other teams, doesn't matter how talented they are, they could, have, they could have come apart at the seams. I don't think that Steve Kerr had the locker room behind him the whole season. Do you? Like, I don't think that was like a perfectly humming, joyous, as the Warriors would like to say, locker room that whole regular season. I think the opposite. And so I, I think that... They market themselves. They got a good marketing team. They have a lot of features written about them that it's a harmonious locker room. And hey, this is the opposite of what you know the Lakers have. You know what? You know those this Cavaliers. This is Shaq have. and Kobe. This is not. Yeah, this is not Shaq and Kobe. This is not a LeBron team, right? This is not a team that hates themselves. But I, I don't think they hate each other. But I think there was a lot of. I don't even know how to say it. There was a lot of maybe bitterness or maybe weird type of tension. Or just getting tired of each other. That's the thing that people kept reiterating. When you're playing with the same people over and over again, start getting tired of them. Yeah. I mean, I talk to Sam every week. We do a podcast together. I'm sick of this guy already. It's only been a couple years. (laughs) Uh, If you want to join the show, 888-957-9570 or text into the Chilton Auto Body text line, 957-95. Um, from the four one five, ex NBA players Tracy McGrady, Jalen Rose, Chauncey Billups, Katino Mobley, Katino Mobley, um, Charles Barkley, and many more say KD must leave to solidify his legacy. What do they have in common? Did you like how he answered his own question in the next text? Yeah, <laughs> with exception of Chauncey Billups, who's interested in being a GM of a team and may have his own ulterior motives. None of them want a title. It's a good point. I I don't hear players who want titles. I don't hear Shaq going as hard on KD as other guys because he knows how hard it is no matter how talented you are. He played with Kobe Bryant. He knows how hard it is to get talent on the same page. By the way, Shaq's favorite player is Steph Curry. 
by the way. We need, we do need more. Just, just ironic because Shaq is yeah. the biggest basketball player I've ever seen, and you know, stuff's not. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, I, I do think that the NBA does need more play, more NBA ex NBA players like Shaq, like Allen Iverson, who do actually enjoy basketball games rather than say how bad the players are or how great basketball a little, is back a little in the less day. a little less get on get off my lawn yeah you want more contemporary players who are not as far removed from the game i would agree with that um players who kind of appreciate the current style of basketball a little more yeah um and we all we talk about here is how the warriors despite you know getting close to winning their fourth title in five years and how difficult that is yeah I mean, the guys have won understand that, and the guys that haven't don't say that. And so somebody texted in, Barkley is the only person on NBA inside NBA crew picking Toronto, by the way. Not shocking. Um, by the way, oh, we've got a caller. We've got Will from Oakland, wants to talk about the finals. Will, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for taking my call. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, um, I have the Warriors in five. Ooh. And the reason why I have the Warriors in five is because I'm giving the first game to Toronto because it's probably going to be, you know, their most excited game of the finals because it's in Toronto. It's a home game. Drake's going to be there. So it's just going to be excitement all over the place. So I'm giving them that first game. But one thing I've noticed so far from watching as a fan of the Warriors is that Steve Kerr's made a lot of great adjustments to how the team is being played with or without Durant. And I feel like after that first game and they get, you know, 48 hours to watch film, they're going to make some rotations that are literally going to take Raptors players off the floor, i.e. Mark Gasol, mm. Serge Ibaka, uh, even Danny Green might yeah. be ran off the floor a little bit. Um, but that's just my take, guys. Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, Will. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that the Warriors are going to be able to play guys off the floor. I, I don't know how much – you know, they can play Gasol and Ibaka and Danny Green off the floor. I think that's where the Kevin Durant uh, injury is hurting them because with Kevin Durant, you almost have guys that you can't play off pick and roll or off off ball screens, right? You've got Ibaka and Gasol. They play a lot of Ibaka and Gasol together, and, and that becomes very untenable when you've got both Steph and KD in. So we'll see how that works. Um, I am interested to see how that first game is going to – I don't know how much it's going to say about the series. We've had Toronto come back from 2-0 against the Bucks, but I am interested to see what if the Warriors smack him in the face and win game one? And that becomes that's a level of pressure and anxiety that I don't think that Toronto has seen before. <laughs> Somebody texted in, play the Warriors song, nerds. <laughs> yeah, that was directed at you, Sam. Do we need to play a little Bohemian Dove City? I think so. No, nope, we're not going to play it. <laughs> I thought we, I had karaoke night two nights in a row. I'm not a. <laughs> uh, if you do want to check it out, you can go on YouTube and and <laughs> producers did not want me to play the whole three minutes of Bohemian Dub City. If you want to check it out, go on YouTube, uh, search Bohemian Dub City. Uh, shout out to the fan who made that. A lot of work went into that. Yeah, ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully, a hundred thousand views. You know. Good for them. <laughs> uh, if you want to call in and join, for uh, we'll be here another 10 minutes, 888-957-9570, or text us on the Chilton Autobody text line, 9575.
Um, the Will before had said that they think that the Warriors can run guys off the floor in this series or, or play people off the floor. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Sam, do you agree with that? Because I actually don't. Yeah. Um, the Raptors are only playing seven or eight guys, but they are all guys who can probably hang in any scenario. Pascal Siakam, maybe Young, may get out of control, but he's not a guy who can, let's say, get exposed the way an Enos Cantor can. Marcus All, uh, former Defensive Player of the Year, not as good as he was at his peak, but he's a very smart defender. He's going to be able to hang. Uh, obviously, Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi, all those guys. I mean, they're two-way players. They'll be fine. I don't think the Warriors, the Warriors will be able to find weaknesses in the defense, but I don't see a scenario where they run someone off the court the way that they're so famous for doing against teams who have defensive liabilities. Sam, we've got 10 minutes left in the show. We need predictions because we're not on until next Saturday. at what is it, 8 to 10 p.m. next Saturday? Yeah, between game one and game two. All right. Uh, so we'll all be overreacting. You know, if the Warriors win game one, we're calling sweeps. It's over. They lose game one. We need KD back. Yep. Otherwise, they're getting swept. Yep. There's no way around it. 100% agreed. What do you got, though? What do you think is going to happen? Break it down for me. I wish I threw my prediction first because I, I told you before the show, I got Warriors in six. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a one one one. Uh, two one, two two series before KD comes back, maybe one one, um, and I think there's a good Toronto team. I think they'll at least get one before KD comes, and they'll probably get another one after he comes because the reintegration process could take a game. Yeah, I. So you got Warriors in six. You're a little bit worried about the Raptors. I think you're worried. They're about a good the, team. Yeah, you're worried about the Raptors. I think defensively uh, against the Warriors. I'm, I'm more worried about the Warriors' offense without Durant. Is really what it comes in, uh, down to. You don't trust in Iguodala? If Iguodala is going to hit five threes in a game like he did against Houston, I'll pick him to sweep. But if Andre hits five threes in a game, four games in a row, I mean, we're going to have to make him an honorary splash brother. I just don't think that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the Warriors in five. Um, I don't think this is a series. Uh, I, I just don't think the Raptors are ready for this. Kawhi might be. But we saw LeBron James, and we saw him play against the Warriors, and the Warriors are okay letting LeBron go for 30-10-10, and 10, and they'll still win that series. And uh, I, I'm not worried as much about that, uh, about the Raptors. So, so you think they're going to give Kawhi the go-get-yours, we're going to take everyone else out of it defense? I think so. I think so. I think they'll stick Iguodala on him. On, on him. They'll make, he'll make it tough. He won't be able to guard him. Obviously, Kawhi's great. But they're not going to let these Van Vliet's and Lowry's and all these guys show up. And I think the Warriors take game one and then it's, it's, it shows over from there. Um, especially in the NBA finals and the pressure that you see. And then May finals in June is different. I've seen, I've covered the, 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 this team for four years, every finals. I've seen Steph Curry get shook. I've seen LeBron James get antsy out there on the court. And uh, man, I'm sorry. Those are the two of the best players of all time. And, I don't, I don't see a way that Lowry and Ibaka and all these guys are playing through that pressure. So, so you think they're going to go through it the way every player goes through it their first or second finals? Yeah. Or, Look at Giannis. Yeah, he went through it. Last I mean, he didn't even go to the finals. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there is the Warriors are now the veteran team. They are the Spurs. They are the <laughs> um, yeah the KG Celtics. Where it's kind of like you know they if they lose, it's not going to be because they were afraid of the moment. Nope. Nope, nope. By the way, how do we get three calls now? We got eight minutes left in the show. Let's see if we can get through all of them. So you got Daniel in South San Francisco. Ooh, I like this one. He wants to talk about Iguodala. Daniel, how's it going? 
What's going on, man? Big fans of uh, you guys as well as uh, Warriors World Shout Sheed. Love that. And I was just wondering. Um, I know there it was kind of floating around the timeline yesterday about uh, Iguodala and what saying that uh, this might be his last uh, season. Saying about his career might be uh, ending shortly. You guys buying into that? Um, I hope it's not. You know. Daniel, thanks for the call. Um, yes. No, he has one more year in his contract, and I believe he's going to play all of next year. I, I he's turning down sixteen mil. You think? So? Yeah, no. Um, I think he's mixing up two quotes. Livingston talked about potentially retiring because the injuries were um, starting to mount up, and it was getting harder and harder. Uh, but there's nothing definitive there. Steve Kerr did mention he doesn't know if Andre Godal is going to be going to play beyond this contract. If I remember correctly, Steve Kerr's quote was, Andre can probably play beyond this contract, but I'm not sure if he will want to. Yeah, they got to pick up, they got an option for next year, two mil. Um, the Warriors are going to do For Livingston, you're talking yeah, Guaranteed, about. yeah, correct. But um, yeah, but he, Kerr's quote on Iguodala was, um, he doesn't know if Iguodala is going to want to play beyond 2020 when his contract expires. Yeah, and I think he's probably right. I think Iguodala is breaking down to where he takes it easy in the regular season, still can't finish the postseason. Still got the ability, the IQ, but sometimes when your body's done, your body's done. So Yeah, and I think you can see it uh, yep. more and more in Iguodal and Livingston. If they could come back just for the playoffs, they would do it. But it's those it's those November games in uh, Minnesota, those cross-country flights to Cleveland where the joints start hurting, and it's like, do I really want to do this for yep. nine months? Yep. Um, but you never know. Those are decisions guys make kind of when the season's over. Uh, let's get to Trevor in Sunnyvale on line two. Tre- Trevor, how's it going? Good, thanks. So I talked about the series. There's three key injuries, and I see that like could play a major factor in it. Uh, OJ Anobie from the Raptors, he's been out with, a, I think he got an appendectomy. So, I mean, if they get him back, say, in game two or game three, he could, like, another long, lengthy defender. Sorry, Trevor, thanks for calling. You're going to have to give us a call back. He's in a, he's in a windstorm right now. He's yeah, in, Trevor, he's if, you, if you can hear us, uh, get somewhere quiet. Sorry, we'll we'll take your call before we get out of here. OG but, Ananobi, though, Sam. <laughs> I mean, he is injured. There, that, is, that is a fact. There is no way around it. Trevor was not lying to us. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, we don't. We not didn't. quite the same as a KD injury. <laughs> but, didn't. nevertheless, an injury is an injury. Uh, by the way, from the text live, thanks for calling, Trevor. I, it was just hard to hear. We had to cut you off. Um, in light of Mo- from the four one five, a lot of four one fives. Love that. In light of Milwaukee not playing Drake through the end conference finals and having it backfire on them, what do you guys think of playing nothing but Drake here in the Bay during the finals? Sam, you, Ooh, you I a, like that. You have a top I like... Drake song, by the way. Uh, what was that? Uh, what I was, was that? gonna say you have a top Drake song. I'm gonna have to think about that one. Um, you can go first. <laughs> I was uh, after they won. I think them. Andy's actually. I know Andy's is Marvin's room. I, how did you know? <laughs> we we've never talked about this. By the way, we've. I never was trying to think of the most emo song possible. <laughs> Over there, we've got a, we've got some right above it playing. <laughs> um, what do you think of this idea? Do the Warriors play nothing but Drake? Absolutely. You know what the thing is? Is that is that a troll? Or do they play only his his most sensitive songs? <laughs> Maybe play the ones that because, um, like, right above it is a good sports song. Right? Yeah, that's a, that's a sport. That's like a I, run I'm, out. I'm, I'm thinking amped. play something that's a little sadder, a little more uh, 
I need the I a little need more the, sensitive. I mean, Marvin's room. You don't get any better than that, <laughs> or sadder than that. You know, maybe the best I ever had. You know, maybe one of his old songs, right? Not the not the newer ones. You know, those the so far gone Drake songs. <laughs> Producer Wes is out of control right now. Somebody wants back to back. Mr. Producer. <laughs> um, so, Drake's relationship is funny because he's pretty close friends with Draymond and Kevin Durant. And he's a relative of Aisha. Is that right? Distant, if I remember correctly. Wow. A cousin, a cousin of a cousin, Sam something coming in, in with, the, with the facts. I might have just made that up. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. We're three minutes left in the show at, at this point. Um, it, it'll be funny. I, Me and Sam agree on this because I think some people may get annoyed about all Drake shenanigans. I think it's hilarious. I think as someone that's a fan and, and you love your team, you're from that place, you haven't won ever in your life. That type of enthusiasm is amazing. That's what you want to see. Oh, absolutely. Um who would you like to see doing that on the, the Warriors side? I mean, Joe besides Lacob. Joe Lacob. <laughs> I was going to say besides Joe Lacob. Uh, I mean, I guess E-40 is their most famous guy. MC yeah, Hammer. Mr. Fab, too. Yeah. Somebody's, They're always courtside. Yeah, always. Somebody said, do uh, take a shot from me from Drake. <laughs> <laughs> when From the four and five, when the Warriors beat the Toronto Raptors and they need to play... Uh, the Drake song, my worst behavior. <laughs> why did why not did, bad? Why did we come up with this topic like an hour ago? We really should have. Maybe yeah. we'll um, maybe Drake will give us some good material on game one, and uh, we can bring it for next week's show. <laughs> Somebody's talking. Okay, now now people are referencing Degrassi, um, but best I ever had. Yeah, that's a classic. Uh, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get any better than that for me. And yeah, it's the emo Drake, man. I'm a big emo singing Drake kind of guy, Sam. So, All right, we got a few minutes here to go. Uh, Warriors Radio, Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Give us something Bay Area. We can't just go all Drake before before the end of the show, Wes. It's like 10-15 Folsom at this point. I, I'm waiting for the uh, the text line to come in. Are you guys Raptors fans? What are you doing? And and the hate to roll in, but but not yet. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's a ninety-four nine. Stop. All right, so all right, we're gonna end the show. Andy Lou, Sam is Fendiari. Sam's prediction is that. Warriors in six. Warriors in six. I've got the Warriors in five. Don't think the Raptors have enough uh, from a defense, offense, and mental perspective. Mental uh, perspective. That's the biggest one for me. So we'll be back next week. What is that? Warriors World Radio next week, Saturday night, eight to ten p.m. June first. We'll right. See you then. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.